0: The Go Blue Crew Welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Go Blue Crew. I'm Tyler Fenwick with Derek Devine. Derek, I feel like it's been forever. How have you been?
1: Pretty solid, you know, enjoying the uh what late part of spring, early part of summer. I think it's still technically spring se- seasonality wise until the
0: Seasonality. <laughs> You're yeah, always these- saying words. <laughs> You know, some people would
1: say I have an extensive vocabulary. I, I tell people I, I just make things up.
0: We'll go with extensive, but yeah, I don't know when is the uh, the solstice
1: or whatever. Summer well, solstice. Know, well, if it's, it's different like just, per state, I, I've always well, thought it was. Uh, you know, per state, no, good old no northern way. hemisphere. It's June twenty one. So yeah, okay. Well, we actually have a few weeks then. So we're so we're in the you know it feels like summer but we're we're hanging yeah. out in spring and yeah you know, we we talked nice. a lot you know before the little hiatus which you know happens over a over a you know late summer or yeah. late spring early summer midsummer you know we don't we don't do as much in the off season um, but we've been talking about a June one deadline for weeks and weeks and weeks and yeah we got some news didn't we.
0: Uh yeah, Musa Diabate and Caleb Houston staying in the draft. They're off to the NBA, and that means officially, um, Michigan's got some holes to plug on that roster. Uh, and the only way to do it at this point is the transfer portal. So I, I mean, I'm not jealous of Juwan Howard in his situation here. Michigan's gonna have talent like they've already got it. I don't think this is going to be catastrophic, Um, but yeah, take me back like three, four weeks, and tell me that both of them keep their name in the draft, and that would really surprise me. It it, as we went further and further um, into the process, I guess it got less surprising. But I did not really think Michigan would be in this situation, you know, back when it was time to make uh you know draft decisions, test the waters and all that. So, one returning starter and Hunter Dickinson. Rest of them are gone. So there's a lot there's a lot to figure out on that roster, but before we talk about just the the different solutions out there, I guess like what is Michigan missing without these two you know, in the lineup. And and that's a really difficult question for me anyway because I just I don't know the answer because of the fact that they were both uh you know first year players, they were freshmen who had stretches of games that were really good, they had stretches of games where they didn't seem to be there. It, it was just like it was sometimes all over the place. And so I'm having a hard time figuring out what exactly Michigan will be missing. But what do you think?
1: Yeah. You know, it's, it's tough because both guys were so inconsistent that, you know, they had their moments uh, both having some big games at times and then both being, you know, just absolutely quiet. You know, there's a, a night that a lot of people talk about where Caleb Houston was like over 11 or something like that. Uh, you know, it, it seemed like they were, Uh, Either uh, quite the presence, and you're like, wow, these freshmen are going to be good, or you're like, where are these guys that were hyped up? Uh, So I I don't know that you'll miss the inconsistencies, uh, but you'll definitely miss solid shooting in Caleb Houston and then just a unique athletic presence in Musa Diabate. I think both players, as we've talked about, definitely have uh, a ceiling high enough to uh, pique the interest of of scouts. Uh, They both see something that they like, uh, within this draft process, that has made them make that decision to stay and keep their names in the NBA draft. Uh, Caleb Houston apparently got a promise at some point along the journey, you know, enough to where he even uh, decided not to to compete in the combine. Uh, but you know, overall, uh, I think that these are not—they're not the wrong decisions. I, I think they're just. Um, I don't want to call him questionable. That's not really what I'm trying to say, but I think it's just like, you know, I guess a little odd. Uh, we were thinking maybe a Caleb Houston comes back. You know, you weren't hearing a lot about him. Uh, and Musa Diabate had the raw talent. Uh, and then once he got this uh, promise, uh, you started leaning maybe Musa Diabate comes back. You know, I've kind of thought they have both were going to be gone, you know, since they announced. It didn't really seem like there was a reason to come back. Neither of them can really take advantage of NIL. Right, uh, being international players, and you know Musa Diabate just didn't feel like a great fit for for what Michigan was trying to do in general. And then Caleb Houston just never really got it going, and I could see him, you know, trying to take his talents to the next level and being developed that way. So yeah, you'll miss definitely a, a presence that both of them could have brought back and, and improved upon for their sophomore year. But yeah, you're likely going to have to go uh, find some shooting and some athleticism elsewhere now.
0: We've seen a couple examples in college basketball this offseason where guys are opting to come back, and it seems like it has a lot to do with the potential for NIL money. And in, in Michigan's case, like I guess it's very unlucky, uh, the fact that these two guys are both international, and so they are not allowed to have those opportunities. Do you think that played a big role in it? Because I feel like I totally did not calculate that into these decisions at all when we were talking about it.
1: You know, I kind of calculated the fact that Michigan seems to be behind in NIL race. Um, okay. But yeah, you know, didn't, outside of Moussa Diabate, you know, I, I guess I even forgot that Caleb Houston would fall in the, the same category, you know, being uh, Canadian. You know, it's tough because both of those guys played uh, in the States uh, for a number of years uh, for high school ball. So you kind of disconnect players sometimes from where they're from. But, yeah, I'm sure that definitely played in the part. They, they weren't going to be making the money that Hunter Dickinson or other top players are making, whether they deserve it or they're just being overpaid because the school is desperate to get them. But, you know, either way, I think that this is the best decision in their minds, obviously. I think that it'll work out for both of them. Uh, I don't know that either will be, you know, a true star, but I think we'll we'll definitely see them get some minutes at some point and the NBA. I would expect both to be drafted probably. Uh, You know, I've always looked at former drafts and just realized that, you know, half the guys in the second round play about five NBA games. So I'm pretty confident they can play five NBA games, (laughs) if not more, but yeah, you know, NIL is definitely going to be a factor uh, across the board, especially at the university of Michigan. Uh, But Michigan's historically had international players. You know, you, you've had uh, the Wagner brothers, you know, Iggy Braz Dacus, who was getting who Nick would have Stalskis. cleaned up yeah.
0: on nil money oh, had that, in that era had he been allowed.
1: And I'm sure uh, you know there's a lot of things that are always moving and changing with nil. I'm sure there'll be something kind of put in place for for all situations as they try to clean this thing up. But yeah, you know that I, I definitely played a role. I'm sure uh, they're likely to make more money. You know, even playing in the G League or signing a two way contract, obviously, especially if they're drafted and get any sort of signing bonus.
0: Yeah. I, who do you think it's got the bigger, uh, or the, yeah, the bigger opportunity, the ceiling in the, in the NBA? Is it Caleb Houston or Musa Diabate? I've got my answer. I think it's Caleb Houston. Um, I think his skill set is more NBA ready. Um, Musa Diabate is going to be a project for a team. You got to figure out what exactly he's capable of because you know, you, the athleticism is there. Um, there's still a little bit to be developed in that department, though. Like we've talked about the explosiveness, especially at the rim. You know, when, when he's not able to to gather himself on the run. Like if he pulls down a rebound, uh, it seemed like there were some times like he got he got his stuff blocked pretty good. Like going back up, um, and you you know the outside shot just isn't really a factor. Could he develop that? So that's why I think Caleb Houston's got the higher ceiling. But I'm curious if, if you think so, too.
1: Yeah, I would say Musa Diabate has a higher ceiling, but Caleb okay. Houston's more likely to f- stick and, and fit somewhere. Oh, so you uh, think
0: uh, he's got – Musa Diabate has a higher ceiling, but maybe the lower floor, too?
1: Yeah, I'd say definitely okay. the lower floor. I mean, Caleb Houston's a guy who uh, is likely going to put in some good minutes uh, wherever he goes, just with his ability to shoot, his size, his length, you know, if he can learn how to defend even better. Uh, I think there's definitely a role for him uh, in the NBA. Moussa Diabate is a player that, you know, if he doesn't catch on somewhere rather quickly, uh, that's the type of player that people will move on from. Uh, if if Moussa Diabate takes a stride, uh, I think you're going to really notice it. And it really feels like, you know, his floor is, is I want to say really low, uh, but I, I think his floor is lower than some, but his ceiling is higher than most. Uh, and so not, not to put like a, uh, Giannis Greek freak comparison out there, but just the (laughs) way he could play and his inability to shoot, he's going to be a guy that just cannot be guarded as he gets to the rim, block shots, uh, just pure athleticism, nobody can stop him. Uh, and if he's going to take that next step, uh, the, the first thing he's going to have to do is, is be unguardable, at least in that standpoint. Uh, if no, he can listen. develop a shot and he can, you know, work on the other elements of his game, then he really could be a, a really, really solid NBA player. But to to stick in the NBA, he's going to have to be able to do something, and that something is get him the ball around the elbow, and you know, his one big step can get to the rim. Uh, his shot won't get blocked, uh, and he can put it in. You know, he he's essentially an athletic freak who just needs to rock in his hands and see what he can do with it. And and if he's doing enough good things, he's going to stick around. We're again, Caleb Houston. Uh, I think people will be a little bit more patient with him. He's going to have a little bit more unique of a role off the bench to come in and hit some big shots. And I think his role will develop over time. But, yeah, Musa Diabate seems like more of a make-it-or-break-it-early type player.
0: And I'm not – you didn't convince me that he's got the higher ceiling, but you did make me feel more confident that he is going to make something work in the NBA, so – You've got me halfway sold on that. What this means, okay, for Michigan, now uh, already, you know, replacing four of the five starters, there are two scholarships open now, two two spots there. On the same day that we found out about these two staying in the draft, we also found out about Pete Nance, who should be familiar to Michigan fans, played for uh, Northwestern for four seasons. Um, he... It's in the transfer portal, and apparently that's where he's going to stay. Is this a fit for Michigan? Would you like it? I mean, how would, how would you feel about that?
1: You know, I think any name that's familiar, uh, naturally just like a little bit weird to think about, uh, especially if you feels like that's a guy who's played, I don't know, six seasons. Uh, has he played six seasons? <laughs> Uh no I think four. (laughs) you know it seems like one of those players though that I gotta look this up. Yeah, go ahead and go ahead and look it up. Yeah, give some thoughts. Seems like one of those players that's been around longer than than probably has. Uh, you know, like like a Brad Davidson, you know, like a oh boy, uh, obviously not an annoying type player like a Brad Davidson. Uh, but you know someone who, uh, has you know played a lot of minutes, you know, started, uh, early on. Uh, and been a go-to player and a program that's maybe not, you know, had too many of those over the past four or five years. So uh, size-wise ability to, to score, uh, you know, ability to knock down threes uh, feels like a good uh, fit that would, would allow him to, you know, I think mesh well with the team, uh, you know, likely going to fit academically, of course. Uh, And then I think, you know, just just be able to fill a roster spot, uh, that's a need. And that's a a shooter with size uh, who can, you know, play smart basketball. So it feels like the most natural fit at this point if Michigan goes that route. Um, The one thing that I wanted to kind of comment on that I I didn't realize until I was reading the other day that uh, Tom Izzo, I think, in Michigan State has like 10 roster players right now and made a comment that the the roster may be set for next season. What? (laughs) Which sounds absolutely wild to me. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can find where, yeah, right here it says Michigan State currently only has 10 scholarship players and head coach Tom Izzo said last week his roster is likely set for next season. So, I mean, you don't just go after somebody because you have two spots. You, You don't have to fill 13 spots. Maybe that allows for openings for recruiting. You know, maybe that allows for you know transfers uh, next summer. I mean, they're going to go after somebody, but you know, maybe they don't fill two spots. But yeah, I think there are some guys that are better fits than others, and it seems like you know a guy like Pete Nance has talked about it a lot, uh, and then Amani Bates always comes up. Uh, but it's been stated multiple times that um, that can be somewhat of a circus show, and that Michigan likely isn't interested overall.
0: I would be very happy if, if Pete Nance played with Michigan next season, that's a shooter. As you said, with size Lord knows Michigan based off of last season, needs some shooters. If there is a silver lining to, especially the Musa Diabate decision, it's that now potentially Juwan Howard can fit a starting five where one through five can shoot. That was not the case last season. I mean, there were there were so many times where it was one through three who could shoot, and depending on if Hunter Dickinson was like having a day or not, you know, that was it. And that's just not a winning formula in college basketball. So, I I would be I'm on board with with the Pete Nance thing. Like if he comes uh, to Michigan, uh, that would make me very happy because it would. Would give Michigan a, a a good veteran player that um, we've seen Jawan Howard sort of roll that way with his point guard position. Uh, so it'd be a, a little different, as in you know this isn't the guy like running the show, but same sort of deal. Like you get somebody who's already established, and and you're just plugging them into your program. And the fact that he can shoot, man,
1: like I'm I'm sold on that. Yeah, he's he's probably the the best fit uh for you know a guy who's gonna have a season uh with probably hunter Dickinson's final season even though he said last season was his final season um you know I think Pete Nance is the best fit and and let's make one thing clear and this is no disrespect to you know either uh name staying in the draft but Pete Nance is absolutely an upgrade uh in Michigan's starting lineup uh, compared to both Caleb Houston and Musa diabate uh, you know, Caleb Houston, because I think Pete Nance just has the experience, and, and Caleb Houston seemed to, to really just be so inconsistent. And then just the ability to shoot, uh, defend, uh, rebound, you know, even block, uh, and even pass the rock a little bit. Uh, I think Pete Nance would, would obviously be an upgrade. Uh, you just don't have the, the same ceiling, uh, and you don't have a guy that you can rely on for multiple years. But that's the reality of college basketball. You could have a, a one-and-done guy every single year, Uh, You could have a guy that randomly pops off and and sees himself as a fit or scouts see him as a fit in the NBA. Uh, Or, you know, as we know, you can have a Frankie Collins situation where someone with a lot of potential that everyone's excited about decides to transfer away. So Pete Nance is is probably the bar. Uh, Whether or not there's mutual interest, I guess we'll see. Uh, But I would love to see Pete Nance join Michigan. I think he's got that incredible experience in the Big Ten, you know, playing four years at Northwestern, you know, more likely getting beat up by other Big Ten teams than beating up on Big Ten teams. But he's been through a lot, and you know, he, you could say he's probably ready for for a nice tournament run. Uh, and, and really, there's a few better spots than than joining uh, somebody uh, like a Hunter Dickinson down low in the paint.
0: Uh, how about this? This this name, Casey Indefo or is it defo I think it's Indefo
1: Oh, are you talking about uh, the dude from St. Peter's? St. Pete's, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. He's in the portal. Yes, he is. I'm just looking at all these portal names. Uh,
1: yeah, so that's those are always Keon interesting Brooks. ones, specifically because you know, well, one, you know, you lose a coach to Seton Hall, uh, and you know, you make a name, you, you make a you make a run to the Elite Eight, and I think all these guys, you know, have dreams to play at bigger programs, and uh, you know, likely not to make another run there. Uh, so why not join a, a blue blood if you can, and you know that's uh, another guy with a lot of basketball experience that uh, could do some big things. And and let's uh, let's not mistake this either. There are a lot of teams that win with a lot of transfers, uh, oh, whether yeah. it's the the mid major level or whether it's uh, the power five level. So who the heck did
0: Michigan play? The team we talked about a lot from Texas.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know what you're talking about It's You know they don't even have a Wikipedia. Just built page. entirely. From, I'm pretty sure, from like transfers. even a even a team like uh, like a Texas, uh, when Chris Beard, you know, moved on from Texas Tech to Texas. You know, there's plenty of teams that have made tournament runs, like a South Carolina, uh, who have had a lot of transfers. You know, Michigan could absolutely be uh, a team with a you know a, a star in Hunter Dickinson returning, a lot of question marks elsewhere. Uh, and just bring in a lot of guys ready to play good ball. Uh, I, I don't think that that is a bad uh, you know, it might take a while to gel, but we're used to that. We're used to winning a game, losing a game, watching him win a game, lose a game, and then make it run in the tournament. That's really all that matters is is making the tournament and making that tournament run. So if that's another guy, you know, uh, you know, a, a senior helping a 15 seed make an elite eight run. Why not run it back with another team? That's Nadefo, deFO
0: by the way, I apologize like in UH no. Defo it's spelled the name starts in D, and I could not remember for the life of me. So I looked it up. It's not Defo. By the way, also Tarleton State. That's uh Tarleton State. Tarleton State. Yeah, that team. I I was only mildly convinced that it was a real team, until the night they played. Um, but yeah, that that is for real. Um, we just could not find anything out about them. But what we did find out is they were like built almost entirely. Uh, out of transfers They're very competitive They played a tough schedule We still need to do like a Tarleton State
1: appreciation show Or something mm. like that yeah, we do. I, I hope they schedule them again in the future Just so we can uh, see if their Wikipedia page is updated
0: Because <laughs> remember Like one player had a picture Yep The rest of them were just like those Shadow outlines Like, like if, It's like you were looking at a small high school team On max preps You know, Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) no disrespect,
0: but it was just funny. Pretty sure Um, uh,
1: one of the things I saw just kind of about filling spots. uh, Phil Martelli made a comment like, you know, if you can shoot it and you're out there and available, you can expect we'll be knocking on your door. So good. uh, I think Jalen Llewellyn can can hit some shots. I think he's a point guard who's going to make a lot of plays with a pick and roll, uh, dish the ball where it needs to go. Uh, but just like a Devontae Jones, just like a Mike Smith, he's going to pull up and, and shoot some trays too, hopefully at a high clip. Uh, but, yeah, Michigan, like you said, you know, this isn't a John Beeline team, but Michigan's had teams easily that could uh, shoot the rock from deep one through five. Uh, and then probably six, seven, eight, nine, ten on the bench as well. Uh, you know, you used to have, you used to have uh, bench mob guys come in in NCAA tournament games and just can NBA threes late game and a blowout. So I mean, it felt like everybody could shoot under John B line. Yeah. Uh, and the reality is no matter what kind of style of basketball you choose to play, uh, how physical you want to be, how much you want to get to the the basket, you have to have the ability to hit a three pointer that can make or break a ball game for sure.
0: Uh, June 21st is when summer starts, right?
1: Yes. Yes, it is.
0: Okay. So the draft is June 23rd. Mm. I, so
1: what a great way to start the summer
0: it is a fantastic way to start the summer i hope we see two michigan players drafted and before we go Derek, i figured everybody wants to talk about this how about the detroit tigers winners of seven of their last nine incredible just uh, uh what they do to the twins they beat them today
1: thursday but man
0: yeah seven of their last nine they're cooking you got Cody Clemens up
1: there now. You know, LL Cool J Rodgers, once said, "Don't call it a comeback."
0: Don't call it a come. I mean, what are they? Twenty-two and thirty now. Twenty-one and um, thirty. It, it feels
1: like one of those classic Detroit Tigers runs that gets you excited. Like, hey, you know, plenty <laughs> of season to turn around. There's a lot of MLB games, and it's like, oof. By the All-Star break, you could you could find out they've lost 19 of the last 25. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I just hope they write it though. It, it's fun when Detroit's winning. Just catch that that feeling, you know that that really nice summer feeling when yeah. when the old ball team's doing well. Nothing like it. Um, I I brought up the June twenty third date because I I figure at this point, short of transfer news, I mean that's the next time we'll have anything to really talk about with basketball. So does this mean we're moving on to to quarterback talk? I think we got to have a quarterback battle talk.
1: <laughs> okay. We've waited so long for this and it's Yeah, like, unnaturally long. I think we're doing That'll the right next. thing, but I think once we start talking well, about it, we will not stop.
0: No, yeah, definitely. Um so I I I'll assume the next time we get together, that's what we'll talk about. Uh unless of course Michigan makes some big splash in the transfer world but we can get ready finally i think to to really get in on this quarterback stuff so until then take care out there and go blue go blue